This is Power 1 and 2 Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Connecting our people right here in Trinidad and Tobago and around the world is Power 1 and 2 Digital.
It's just a love, it's just a vibe, so the ends. And when you see me rocking by myself, tell them it's no false pretense for me, tell them. And when you see me lick in me head, me live my life like it's no problem. And anybody who fight with me, tell them me only a love for them, that's why I will That's what Eddie Jesus said, mix me down. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> mix me now? What that means? Mix me down, mix me down. What I'm saying? Oh, mix, mix me down. down. Oh, okay. Was t- kindly carry the volume down a bit so I can speak. That's the English translation of it. Mix me down. <laughs> Shane must be laughing. Anyway, good morning and welcome back. 10 after 8 o'clock. Are we taking your calls this morning? Of course, you can uh, discuss any of the major issues burning in Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, the Vincent Nelson issue, which the Prime Minister has now commented on, saying that he, neither he nor the Cabinet had any role in that. That is for the legal department, the Office of the Attorney General and the DPP, and uh, also the issue related to the dress code. We just spoke to Alison Bacchus, who was the uh, woman who was denied entry initially into Treasury building. She went and draped herself with her curtain, her window treatment, as the Americans say, and went back in with her trail, and they couldn't stop her at that point. Uh, innovative thinking. Or the Alutrent lawsuit, the, the Chinese contractor is now suing the state for $2.5 billion over the cancellation, the discontinuance. I'm afraid to use that word now because there's so many different interpretation, interpretations about the discontinuation of the Adutrent project. And the numbers are Raghubar Singh, we have a call. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, caller. Now, um, of course, I'm not a lawyer, and the law is how it is written, so logically, does not um, being able to work things out logically doesn't necessarily help. But I'm going with the assumption that Faris ought to have known that indemnity goes with the DPP. The, the lawyer that advised him, the senior counsel, ought to have known that, and that Vincent Nelson ought to have known that indemnity goes with the DPP, and that any advice that Faris took 
or believed or any approach to him for indemnity or any granting of indemnity by him was necessarily going to end up in a mess. And therefore, you have to ask the question, why did he go that far? When clearly he would need the cooperation of the DPP, which is a separate office altogether. And not that you can't send a file. Anybody could send a file. But, you know, to commit the DPP would be highly, uh, well, it's illegal to begin with. But I don't know if he committed the DPP. Well, well, well. Okay, let's. He can't go. commit the DPP. Exactly. I don't know where, you, where you're getting that. He committed the DPP. Right? He can't not commit the DPP. The information to I hate in the public. All he can that do is not what, all, not what was. Uh, uh, and indicated. I think the agreement um, in, its, in itself was worded that way, that saying that he can recommend to the DPP. Yep. But the DPP is the sole decision maker with uh, regard to anything under his ambit. I, I am so happy. Um, Richard, that you clear that up once and for all for me. Because I've been saying that. that we, we've been hearing that, and it sounds sensible, to the way you would set it up if you're setting up your constitution and so on. And um, I just think that uh, for Vincent Nelson to commit himself to a guilty plea on the basis that this would then be recommended to the DPP, which he can reject and he has not rejected, was taking a huge risk as a man who would want briefs from Caribbean governments and so on, you know, here you are committing yourself to a guilty plea in a kickback matter. And uh, how, how, how will other governments now be able to hire you? You know, so you're going to be losing a lot of money, a lot of business. But why wouldn't why wouldn't you get through? One government hiring. He said X. The next government hired me say Y on the same issue in the past. Why do you think, why, why you think he wouldn't yeah. he get through? Well, so we're striking deals with very confused man there, right? He ain't confused at all. He is not the one confused at all. He knew exactly well, what he about. Well, well you know, this, this thing just seems highly improbable, highly unsensible, nonsensible, nonsensical for, to be dealing with people at that level. Um, that you would commit yourself to having that on your record and it is your integrity that you depend on for taxpayers around the Caribbean and wherever to believe in you and have the attorneys general pay you, you know, hire you and so on. Uh, so why would he do it? You know, I, I want to know what incentivized him to step forward or did, was he approached? Did he approach? You know, now that the thing sounds so nonsensical, you have to ask if we are getting the truth. Did he approach the AG or did the AG approach him? Because they're always promising the opposition jail. Every meeting somewhere, Stuart Young was promising Munilala jail and whatnot, right? They're always promising that. And not that they too will not promise, um, you know, in the campaign, in the first instance. They, the, the parties are always doing that. So I have to ask the question to myself, since this man has basically thrown himself over a cliff, right, in terms of briefs he might get, was he approached with some kind of deal, or did he approach with that? That could lead nowhere, because a recommendation to the DPP could lead nowhere, as, as you see, it has led nowhere. But he would know that, you know? So why would all these men who would know that it is not in their hands, go to such great lengths, you know, uh, depending on that indemnity. 
seen some kind of thing is playing off there uh, that, you know, I really don't know what it is, so I just feel something funny went on there. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. Uh, taking your calls, I think we have another call. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. I want to talk about the children. They want extra security guards in school. They want police to babysit pass around the school. They want the government to employ more social workers. And nobody's dealing with the parents. A child don't get bad just like that. I had a, a friend that had a, a child about five when I knew her. And everything the child wants, she used to give the child. And I used to tell her, what, what, let the child wait for something. It's not here it is at all time. They have to say, well, where it is at some time. That child became about 15, and that lady could not speak to that child at all. When she's speaking to the child, the child sit down there like a concrete block and wouldn't budge. They need, when the children start to fight in school, send the child home for a year, let the mother keep it home, let it cut the mother tail, and then they would wake up. Taxpayers' money shouldn't be, be spending for when parents spoil children. They get the first child, oh, mommy, nice child, they train it, and then they send it out there. They need to pull in the parents and then do something with the parents and the child. Not everything the government has to spend money for this, open an ex-office for this, employ somebody else for this, deal with the parents. That's where the problem lies with these children. As they fight, send them home for one year, do some sewing, some cooking or something, because apparently they don't want to be schooled. Thank you. 818. Yep, yep. Yeah, you. I don't, I don't agree with sending them for a year. That just creates more problems. And everybody thinks that every family is the same. No, every family is not the same. Yes, the, the issue is parenting, but there's no universal approach to parenting or no universal parenting standard. We may think so, but that is not the case. And that's where we end up in problems. We're talking about parenting. Parenting ain't the same to everybody at all. I think we have a call. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, once more, Paul. Good morning, Mr. Richard. Robert. Morning. How are you guys doing, Paul? Good, good. Thank you. How well, are you, Richard? Um, I'm doing good. Hey, um, Richard, I'm, I didn't get taken. I missed that play, but when I was there, I leave. I, I was scheduled to leave before. I, I didn't get to see greedy people, but I hope, hope when I come back, that I have an next play running. Anyway. Yeah. Paul. I want to yeah. agree with uh, with you guys. I want to agree with Richard about this dress code. I think they should get rid of that dress code completely. Look look at Mr. Augustine. I don't know if it's another pronouncing name, right? Mr. Augustine or Augustine Augustine. By the time he went into office, he did, he he get rid of that, that one time. You could go to any government office, you know, no dress code is required. And they will come with this notion that um yeah, people gonna take advantage. No, people are gonna take no advantage. Nobody gonna go naked. Mr. Gustin said, when, when they're going to pick up people to vote, they don't care if they have one day boxers or they have one day panties, they're going to have to get up to go and vote. So why, why, why when we have to serve people, we need to ask them to come with that dress code or okay, that, that, that. Yeah, that's true. Right. When you see a walking in that, that voting booth, they can't have one slippers, yeah. short pants, vest, yeah, they don't wherever. Care one, they don't care if you have one slippers or you have one armless, they don't, they don't care. They're going to pick you up anyway to vote. I know Mr. Mr. Fari Augustin said that. So why it is that that was a good move for Mr. Augustine. Anyway, yeah. and on this case, continue to be health epic. And I see Paul, 
I see a call, I call it and tell you that's how you guys um think in the case and the case um it, 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 it collapsed and all senior counsel saying that the case has collapsed. This continue I don't know this continue even a different meaning. A lot of people not understanding that the state did not live up to the agreement based on what I understand. Did not live up to the agreement with Mr. Nelson. That is why he bringing that civil suit. Well, not it's not it's not that. It is that Mr. Nelson was not willing to move forward at this time until his civil suit was completed. So he was willing to go forward with it. But of course, you don't know how long that civil suit is going to take. And the DPP, in his wisdom, said, "You know what? It's unfair to have this hanging over because we don't know how long that civil case is going to take to be completed." Yeah. So, so I guess, and what, and what is the re- and what is the reason for the civil suit that he bring against the case? I bring against the state. Sorry, I understand. I can't remember to tell you the truth. The, 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 why I get to you mean the civil suit so that, that, that Mr. Yeah. Victor Nelson is has against the state? Yeah, to keep to the indemnity, to keep to the indemnity oh. that he says he was promised, basically. All right. So, so that, that, so that's what I'm saying. Because he's saying, in other words, I think he was fined uh, two point five million dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, I, I, I think this is my interpretation of it. I could be wrong, but I think what he's saying is that even that fine, according to his indemnity agreement, should be covered by the state. So, 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 therefore, in his mind, the state not living up to their agreement. Am I, am I, am I right, so that basically right that's what he's saying. Yeah. So he's yeah. saying, in other words, yeah. I'm not willing to that testify because the whole, yeah, the whole purpose of the, the, the agreement was in exchange for A, I will do B. And you're not living up to A, so therefore I'm not doing B, a version of that. That, 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 is, that is basically what it is. That is basically what it is. It did not live up to the mm-hmm. agreement, so they might bring a, a, a civil suit against the state. So... Yeah. I don't know. I, all right. Thank you very much, guys. All right. Yeah, which is why the DPP is saying, well, look, I'm discontinuing the, the process because I don't think it's fair to the defendants. Because if that is the the majority of your evidence lies... It, it, could, it could be hanging over the defendants here in, uh, indefinitely. Yeah, it lies in the testimony of this person who is indicating that they, they are not necessarily... Um, just going to give evidence they, they are bargaining with the giving of the evidence I, I, I have a point to make on that after this call we have a call good morning good morning gentlemen morning you know the whole long and short of it good morning paul good morning my dear how are right. you i'm very good richard the, the mm. whole long and short of that thing if that gentleman was found guilty he didn't have any right to know um if to no indemnity Right? Even if they give him a plea bargain, he has no right to know indemnity. I want to know if they cannot um, extradite that man. Because if he was an ordinary man in the street, they would have dragged him out from the country already and bring him here. Well, I'm, I'm glad you put up, put up in there, my dear. That's, that's exactly where I was going. So, the number of cases with people on remand and cases pending in the courts of Trinidad and Tobago, criminal cases, where the Charges are hanging over the ordinary citizen on remand and in jails. Where um, the cases have been going on for 5, 8, 10, 
14 years. That that the case is hanging on over these people for an inordinate yes. amount of time. Yes. And and you can't find the witnesses in some cases. The witnesses dead in some cases. The police who bring who uh, supposed to have witnesses retire. Evidence lost. Why are those cases still hanging over their head? That's a very good question. You understand? So it's On the principle of, of, of fairness to defendants who are going to have cases hanging over their head, when in many cases, the cases can proceed for several different reasons. Why are those cases still hanging over their head? That's a good reason. We have one law for the rich and one for the poor. You understand? So I don't know why. I, I am of the opinion that they should extradite that man. You can't be guilty. Pay money and then I'll turn to them and pay you more money than what the state charge for you to come here. Man, hell no. They should have done drag you out from where he's already. And bring My next life, I want to be a lawyer. Thank you. I to know the law to break the law. But somebody told me that years ago. It's important to know the law to break the law. <laughs> Only in Trinidad and Tobago. 825. We're taking your course. Good morning to you. Is there a call there? Good morning. So two to two talk, two to two eight two five five. And of course, if you're in North America, toll free eight six six five two five ten ninety nine. Jamie, like your players this morning. Your play this happening this morning. You understand? It's Shane, you know. Yeah, Shane is a is very, very popular DJ, so he has some skills that um that others may not have in the same acuity. So what you're trying to say that Steve don't have those skills? I'm not saying that I was there yesterday. No, I can't be talking to me. I can't be talking about me. I was there yesterday. I didn't have the I didn't have the variety of playlists that Shane had. I'm not talking about I talk, can be talking Your about implication me. is that Steve does not have those skills. Why not? I I I was talking about me who was there yesterday and did not have the variety of music that Shane has at his disposal. I never spoke about Steve. Are you just implying Steve just so because you have your own agenda? No, that was that. That's the logical implication of what you said. You better turn state witness and see if you can get out of that and get some money out of it. The numbers are. Two 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 talk two 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 eight two five five, and of course yeah. I just said. Well, you didn't North see this Americans. evening when Melissa said only. Or you like Bacchanal? North Americans eight six six five two five ten ninety nine. So Steve likes seven songs. Nothing wrong with that. He likes seven songs. You see, and you're going down the road now. <laughs> so it's seven good songs, though. No, it's not seven songs. Okay, it's, it's twelve. No, it's at least fifteen. <laughs> well, you better appreciate Steve Can, eh? But I still don't know. We do. Steve Can does a lot of stuff that I don't know. Steve doing battling behind the scenes that keeping the ship afloat. I hope you're feeling better, Steve. Yeah. I hope you are. You're Steve for Prime Minister. Yes. I hope you're getting better Steve rapidly. Prime Minister. Yeah. Uh, we we are taking a course. Uh, we'd like to hear what what you think about the major issues yeah. in Trinidad and two but but, but 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 in terms of that dress code issue, Paul, they should do away with it completely. Well, anytime, I, you, you have no argument with me there. Yeah, anytime people saying about oh people might take advantage, that's crap. 
And also, it's always because there are many up, institutions, there are many places in government and non-government and private that have don't have it, and they don't fall apart, and they don't fall apart, and and nothing falls apart. Yeah. The society continues to function. And as you said, if the prime minister wanted tomorrow to say do I do that, it would be done. No. It's kind of like a colonial hangover or something. Yeah, we said it's, feel... like it's a colonial vestige. Yeah, that, you know, oh, you have to be dressed, dressed like this. Way. Yeah. Especially... But, but no armless. No armless. I mean, how arbitrary is that? Especially so arms you... are obscene. Shoulders yeah. are obscene. They're not bareback. Yeah. I don't it's, know. It's as far as I'm concerned, it's crap and it needs to be removed. It is crap. It's it's so uh, you have to save if you're serious about saving the public, stop putting on the They worry about who, who not coming to work or, 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 or six windows and one who you know worry about what uh, what you have when they're coming in there. Yeah. You understand? That which is really nonsense. As you said, there's several private sector institutions and public sector that don't apply that, and there's no chaos or disorder because of it. No. It's just, it's just somebody, and and, it, and then it, the the rules are interpreted by the security so arbitrarily. Okay, you could pass your your cap just one inch down on your shoulder, so you know you, all your shoulder exposed. They probably have meetings to discuss this. You know? mm-hmm. What shall we? I think we need to revise the list, and I want to include patchy jeans. I also want to include skirts that are less than 15 inches from the waistline. Or, 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 or clothes include... so tight that yeah, clothing so tight your underwear is printed up. We don't want that either. Oh, of course not. Or your, bos- or your bosom might be exposed three inches below your neckline. Of course not. It's really nonsense. I want, like, also yeah, want to include people who wear um, cheap uh, footwear because I hate to see cheap footwear. And by cheap footwear or green shoes <laughs> or green shoes we like green shoes today there are actual meetings where adults sit around tables and discuss this hmm. <laughs> they take a time and that and and discussing this dress code could take over our two hours eh? that's what you have in government boardrooms an hour or two spent discussing what should go on that node, no entry list to prevent you, yeah. the citizen, coming in. From accessing a service that you have a right and to. you still have to say it's under review. Give me a break, please. Ready for massive Diwali deals at Furniture Plus? We'll save up to $2,300 on mattresses. Sitter, Sealy, and Therapeutic are all on sale. Sleep better with prices starting from just $999. Available with cash and higher purchase plans. Check the press and social media for details. That's normally Steve Jobs, but you know, you know how it goes. Oh, I do. So you see, I can read too. So Fitzgerald Hines said he's very upset with tutor, with teachers, I should say, some teachers, who in the in the wake of massive learning loss from students, uh, are actually taking time off. He had some consternation for them. Uh, 
and said that they are not acting in the interest, I'm paraphrasing here, of students. Uh, isn't it interesting the Minister of National Security talking about that? It, it, but I guess he's a citizen, so he can talk about it too. So to be fair, yeah, it was just giving it was just him giving a private opinion. At, at no, apparently he was at some opening or the other, so opening some or, or attending some official function, oh, okay. and decided to comment on the issue. You understand? So, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised Tutor hasn't fired back yet. Or your Tutor like to fire back? And what happened? We have a call. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning again. But before I get at to the point I want to make quickly, um, Steve is on vacation. Steve is not well. He's recovering from the flu. Oh, oh all right. Okay. All right. I'll just give him a call. Listen to me. That's the situation with Ali. Ali, good morning. Ali Berry, good morning. Um, that situation with her. I don't know who it, it didn't happen to in this country. The, a simple thing as going into the bank, Christmas time I went into the bank for getting idols up in my arm, Santa Claus hat. When I reached by the door, Mom, you have to take off that. Look, I get so mad, eh? I got so angry. Dress up nice, you know, fix up and have my Santa Claus hat, matching my with, with your seven-inch shields and your miskit and thing, and you're looking nice, nice. All that in, is in the mix. And then I hear, as I take off my hat, I have to take it off, hang it over my hand like, and transact my business. When I come out the bank, come out, now I have to fix back my hat. I was very angry. And that has happened to me. I go airport. To, to in the to the bond to clear something and I had my sandals on. It was not slipper with her sandals. No toes out. They tell me, Mom, you have to go and come again. I saw a man there when he finished and they told me that the man there to me say, I have a sneakers in my car. Where you should I do? You could borrow it. walking with your husband and him hug you up over your shoulder and say my shoulder covered. Give him a jockey yeah. ride and see my shoulder covered. <laughs> well, I never and, see what they, and see what they tell you. They ain't see what they cover it, but you said to cover it. <laughs> you looking for fight. Give <laughs> your husband a jockey ride and walk in and say, um, my shoulders are covered now. And, and what are you going to do? Put you out? Paul, stop going to the extreme. And then when you reach, you can come up because you say a car enter without it covered. They never say a car stay without it covered. So we, <laughs> let me go to the letter of the law. The rule says you cannot okay. enter. So once I get in, I could take it off because I'm not entering the modern inside oh, already. Oh. But let me tell you, in serious, no, that needs the need that according to Richard. I tend to that is not going to happen anytime soon. Remember to hear that. Watch now. They let Farley beat them to that. It shouldn't be. Farley beat them to that. Because as the man from abroad say, you, you come down here, they are custom sporting the, the Bermuda shorts and the thing else. Even here, Men, men love to wear that three-quarter pants. You, what's so indecent about that? Because yeah? calves are obscene. Look, you know. Well, I tell you, these Calves are and shoulders is private parts. Well, this is a country where Nicki, Mara, Nicki Minaj and the banner, the women and them that bring out the latest tune. They can't come here to perform that. 
Why they can perform for, 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 for adult audiences? You see, Jamaica has banned any music playing on the radio that uh, incites or invites illegal action. Mm-hmm. Uh, illegal activity. Any illegal activity, sorry. So any gunman tune? Yes. And, and songs that, that, that seem to or uh, incite or invite illegal action cannot yes. be played on the radio. Well, that is that is quite in order. Uh, Barbados made a serious, a, a similar move recently. And they cannot they, even play the edited version in Barbados. And hear what? And they are the ones, the guys from there, that um, music that they play, that they sing over there. That incites a lot of um, thing here with the youth. So if they ban it there, what was us here? We would still play it on our airwaves here. I find that they're right in order. Anyhow, thank you, gentlemen. Have a great day. Thank you. Minister of National Security Fitzgerald Hines has condemned the recent unconscionable protest taken by Tutor to stay away from schools in light of the negative impact of COVID-19 has had on students' academic performances. He made a comment at the opening ceremony of the Arrow, the Oral Read Response Oral Right Foundation Literacy Day Extravaganza at Napa in Port of Spain yesterday. Hines said the pandemic had disrupted students' lives and had an adverse impact on learning, not just in Trinidad, Tobago, but the region and the world. He said, considering the regressions in student education, he could not help but observe and take disaffection with some of the teachers. He said there are other ways teachers could have resolved their grievances without subjecting the nation's children to an additional loss of schooling. Interesting. And the numbers are? I'm not going to sing it for the seaport. Let me put up my numbers here. I ain't able. Can't depend on these guys this morning at all, boy. We, Steve Khan is a boss. 612-8255, and uh, for the U.S. and Canada, 5-866-525-1099. If you're calling from the U.S. or Canada, 866-525-1099. We're taking your calls this morning as we head up to 9 o'clock. 222-8255 or 612-8255. Good morning. Morning again, gentlemen. Um, Richard. Mm-hmm. No S. Um, the the question of a civil suit against these two lawyers, Ram and Ram, uh, it has been raised. I I heard people say, uh, and I know the Italy, um has put that forward that that you could bring a civil suit against them, and you could. But um, how are they going to proceed with that without their main witness, who is not coming? I mean, will they, if they don't have a case, a criminal case without their main witness, in the same matter, can they have a reasonable civil case against the, the same, you know, in the same matter? I thought about the same thing. Maybe they get other witnesses or they have other evidence. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, 
okay so um that that makes sense but you know i have a i have a kind of sneaking suspicion here Clearly, that may have not been presented to the DPP because if he had other options for witnesses and no evidence, he may not have had to discontinue the case. That that is what I'm saying. Um, that whatever package of witnesses and evidence you have in the criminal matter is going to be the same stuff in the civil matter because that's the evidence. You know, no, not necessarily. The, 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 the civil case may come from a different angle. I don't know. Yes. So, uh, is Riquet available to help me with this? I don't know if you're here. He's going somewhere. He's not gone, but he's probably indisposed at the moment. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, you know, when people are working from home, that's going to happen. Now, um, or from their cars. <laughs> now, um, so I am asking the question, if, uh, if he doesn't come, they would have a weaker case, of course. He's the main man. Not and necessarily. If he comes, Seeing that there's a conviction against him with a custodial sentence and he shows up here, can they just hold him and, and implement that sentence on and him? Why would he sh- and why would he show up here? You, you're thinking he could give that evidence remotely? Why would he give evidence if he don't feel the part of the bargain that he could benefit from was not upheld? So then what happens to the civil case? It gets weaker and weaker. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. If the, if the Attorney General present said that may be an option maybe he has angles or, or, or opportunities to pursue that based on other evidence or other witnesses i don't know the, the, the more he delves into this i'm i'm you know my trust level uh in his has keep, keeps going up daily so so maybe there's something in there that that would that he's seeing that i am not seeing but and the current well, any of us yeah, I I don't see. I to to be frank, if um, this man could have given his evidence remotely uh, online at the or whatever they're calling it, he could have done so in the criminal matter, the civil matter. But the, some de- this deal that he has has been has not been implemented, which was a crazy deal to make on your own reputation, you know, and um, seeing that it. Seeing that they say they saying he initiated the whole thing, and he came to them and said, "This happened, and I am." Who's, who said that? Well, Faris is saying, "We'll just say Faris for brevity." Faris is saying that Nelson approached him. So you approaching somebody to say that here's something you don't know about a kickback matter, and I am involved. I paid a kickback. And, and yet you have all, uh, we're talking here about a high-profile lawyer who's going to lose millions of dollars for saying that, even if he got indemnity, you know, and, and everything worked out beautifully in Trinidad on this matter, he's going to lose all credibility in terms of taxpayers' dollars at least throughout the Caribbean or wherever else he gets hired. And, and you know, he or he's, still, or he's still getting hired after all this? <laughs> so well, well, we have come to this. So you have to ask yourself, why did he put himself? He jumped into it. It did not exist before he spoke about it. So why did he create this out of thin air? You know, basically thin air because we nobody knew. And and then I have to ask myself too that um, without 
trying the case because there's no case to try, so I'm not trying the case. What what would a kickback? What good would a kickback do to Ram Logan? You know, when I die, I'm probably going to leave ten thousand. If I leave eleven thousand, what good is that to anybody? You know, that's not. It. I'm not touching that. That's you know. So I'm just. But you touch it though. <laughs> but you can't. You're not touching it, but you touch it. Really? Kickbacks, kickbacks. You can't. You, you can't um, get into the mind of somebody. Exactly, um, but they do. You don't know what they, what they, they like, life yeah. philosophy or life motives are. Yeah, you don't know. Some people are just, you know. There was a play that was done recently. I think it closed last week. The greedy people. Oh, oh my but God! We're not saying that he is, but you can't say because you wouldn't do it. Somebody else wouldn't do it. But yeah. I forget you're not getting into that. You're not touching that. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. That's that's true. But I, I think I'm speaking for a few people here. How we might be thinking. Uh no. No, speaking no. for yourself. Okay, well, let me speak for myself. You know, um, if if I I wouldn't add a dollar or two to what I'm already going to be leaving when I die. But as you, yeah, yeah, you you are you are clearly you know not motivated by money or is or quite happy with what you have. That may not be everybody else's life philosophy. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. But and I'm know, not ascribing any malfeasance here. I did the gentleman, but because you will do it, don't mean they wouldn't do it. But not that, now that Richard has climbed in, Richard, if this guy comes back to give evidence in the civil matter, which I seem I seem to believe, you know, with my limited knowledge of these things, would make a stronger case. Um, if he comes back, can he be held and and can the implementation of his custodial sentence, you know, take place? He has a custodial sentence hanging over his head. Um, when he arrives at the airport, can we pick him up, put him before the appropriate judge or magistrate, and and pack his tail off to jail? Hello? I don't know if I'm there. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mr. Vinal. All right. Thank you. So we're still taking your calls as we head towards 9 a.m. Uh, so 222-TALK, 222-8255, 222-TALK, 222-8255, and North Americans, 866-525-1099. And, of course, you know, the, the major topics for today were, were, well, the continuing saga of the Victor Nelson King's Council um, indemnity agreement, etc. And, of course, the issue of dress codes at government departments and public sector offices and why do they exist? And anybody who tell me, oh, people will take advantage, I will say you're talking crap simply because there are, are, there are offices that exist now without dress codes and they have no issue. People are allowed to enter, do transact their business, and leave. And it functions. So it's not to say that you have no example. They are already existing, running concurrently with other businesses and offices in the public sector who insist on a dress code. So just putting that out there. But anyway, we're still taking your calls. 222-TALK, 222-8255, and North Americans, 866-525-1099. Apologize to people on our message board. We don't have Steve here to read the messages. 
I am just calling to find out from Richard. Richard, your coffee home, it finished? Well, just no. run out the road now. Why? You're trying to make back, huh? I find why. This kind of, you're kind of grumpy. You're missing an action often. <laughs> Go out the road and buy your coffee, you're gone. Sure. And places open already, yeah? So I can just walk around the corner. <laughs> but I had my... Actually, you know what? You are right. I did not have my coffee this morning. You are very right. I actually did not have it. So... But we're still taking your calls as we head towards 9 a.m. on this Thursday morning. Of course, the weekend begins tonight, people, at a second after midnight as we move into the weekend, as we drift further and further into um, October. Of course, Steve just celebrated a birthday. Wendell celebrates a birthday on Saturday. Um, I wouldn't want to tell you what either of age Steve can or Wendell Stephen is. But let's just say that they have been visiting and submitting paperwork to NIB. That's all I will say. Nothing else? You figure it out. So we can still squeeze in a few calls um, as we head towards 9 a.m. And at around 8.55, we'll go to a song, which is our usual thing. I don't know if Shane knows this. But if Shane, if you didn't know it, I'll tell you now. Around 8.55, so um, we play a song before we wind down the, the show completely. So you get familiar with our process. So any calls on the line? Well, well obviously. Yeah, good, good morning. morning. Good, good morning. morning. It's, time, it's time to start that crap. With this uniform, with this dress code. Yep. Even in the bank, it's ridiculous. You go to the bank, it's a little because you're hot, because you're dark, because it's making cold, 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 you know. They in case if you, if you are here, if you have a little cold, you know, you want to take off your hat and face the cold. You need somebody in the shower and scum, but it's not all. Right, so thank you. Thank you. Even if the private sector, of course, we don't really talk about the private sector so much. We're more talking about government departments. But in private sector, like if it, I know Republic Bank is one that has an issue with wearing hats and shades and stuff like that. Then fine, have a camera. I think, I think First Citizens used to do this when you were entering First Citizens. They'd ask you to lower your mask for the camera. And then you proceed inside, you can put back on your mask after that. So, I would want to suggest that Republic Bank does that. If you come in with a hat and shades, you say, can you move your hat and shades just briefly with the camera? And you do it, and he said, okay, fine, you may proceed. You can put back on your shades and your hat if you want. So, to just record who it is that has entered, if they see it as a security issue. Because, obviously, the costuming for bandits in banks and Robin Banks is always hats and shades. Once you have on a hats and shades, you are prospectively a bank robber. That has to be the reason. Because I always search for the logic of decisions, and that has to be the reason. 
that somebody did an actuarial review and from a data set point of view, it is most likely that bank robbers wear hats and shades as they enter. we'll see but we were already talking about government departments and entering government departments um, where you have because you may have a choice of banks um, caller you may have a choice of insurance companies that you can go to but you have no choice but to go to a licensing office to get a driver's permit you have no choice but to go to immigration to get a passport you have no choice to go to social welfare to apply for whatever grant that you want to apply for. So when it comes to government services, they are in fact a monopoly of the particular service that you require. That's why you're entering that, that particular government department. And so when you have hurdles to citizens getting service, it should be something that should obviously ring a bell in whoever's mind that look we are putting we are putting more hurdles in the way of people accessing our service but it has been so for years just from the examples of people who have called and indicated that this has happened to them or this has happened to family look at that wendell just send that example to me and that happened recently and then a day or two ago so it happens and, and continues to happen, and it's nonsensical. Hi, Richard. We have a call on your line. Okay. Thank you, Shane. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Richard. Richard, what is the difference between a cap, a female cap, not the cap with a long spout, and a hijab? I went to the bank. Yeah, I went to the bank with a little female cap. It barely have any the little peak in front on the... Officer tell me to take it out. Then a lady come with a hijab, the dress big. You only see in her eyes and she passed through. I put back on my hat. He come, Mom, I told you to take off the hat. I say, you don't know who under that hijab. You don't know have a long gun under that dress. I say, why are you bothering me? Didn't you see my hair already? And now put back on the cap. So I don't know what is it the hijab could come off to. Because all you see in is two eyes. You're making, you're making a, a valid point in terms of what is the issue. If the issue is security and I need to see your face, then you need to see people's faces. You couldn't even see the toe, the dress was right down to the ground. Why are you hustling me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The arbitrariness. Arbitrary. Because they would probably interpret the hijab to be connected to religion and some sort of religious wear. So... I don't know. You need, you know, but you're raising issues that crop up from time to time in terms of equality of treatment and how how a society deals with it. So the issue, and to me, the issue can only be but an objective issue. It has to be an objective standard. So if your issue is that you have a problem with hats and shades because it's a security issue, then you tell people face a camera, take off your hat on your shades, and then you can put it back on, but I've recorded your entry. And similarly, you can do that for the hijab or whoever else has whatever covering, if maybe they say it's religious or not. Say, well, as a thing of entry, we just need to record your face in its entirety 
before you enter our premises. At least that's an objective standard. But from the time you start to pick and choose, then people get upset, which is, I think, what your example is. But you're saying, oh, they can do it, um, but I can't in terms of whatever comparison that you make. Um, so, so that's where that's where dissent happens. That's where people will start to crawl and say, you know, X, Y, Z. Some people say, well, that's religious. It should be allowed. And some people will say, no, it should not be allowed. One standard for all. And the argument continues. Okay, she can play a song later. Have a great day, be safe. Yes. Have a fantastic day, people. Remember to smile and laugh. It's good for your health. And the weekend begins tonight at a second after midnight. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Get work done on your vehicle? Look no further than the Auto Champions. Champlay Auto Services. From vehicle inspection to shutdown service, they do it all. Champlay Auto Services. Great mechanics and technicians. Exceptional customer service with accessories galore. Champlay Auto Services is your one-stop shop. They are your auto champions. You name it, they can fix it. Champlay Auto Services. Eastern Main Road, opposite Tarib. Call 662-6545 and like us on Facebook. Champlay Auto Services. We do it all.
Keeping it real with Sir Charles. Exclusively on Power World to Digital. For my people in this jungle. My mother barely resting, this because was be destined to undergo many trials and testing To make sure when I step into this world I'll be a blessing So move out of my way, coming true But if you want to come along, you know what to do Cause there ain't a plenty room inside for people with a positive vibe Let me go, let me go, I'm passing me wrong so I can reach for what is mine No matter what life bring down the road, I'm gonna reach for what is mine Let them talk, let them talk Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.